before. I have, thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, because I know I get a lot of compliments, but I, I, I honestly, I know I don't get it to everybody, but I just want to say thank you. I am beyond grateful. Words cannot even express how grateful I am. Words, that's why I don't talk much. I just try to show you through my actions. I, I mean, if, if you just know me, you know I try to just go to work. And, and just, that's, how I, that's my way of saying thank you, by just putting in that work. When, when, when this stuff need to be done, just, just let me know to the best of my ability. I promise you, I try. I'm not perfect. No one is. But I try. And I just want to say thank you to everybody. First, giving honor to Jesus Christ, who is the head of my life. Giving honor to Jesus Christ. Yes. Giving special honor. I would like everybody that's a part of the OID staff, children's ministry, also the Wired Youth Ministry, along with everybody that's on this pulpit that's a part of Wired Youth Ministry. And can you stand so everybody can recognize you? Again, I, I know Pastor Mac did it, but I have to give honor where his honor is due. It's a, it's a team thing. It's not, it's not an I thing. It's no I in teamwork. It's not, no I in Each one of them are important. Each one of them. I want to give honor, of course, to my my good friend, Pastor Chandler Bailey. Pastor Chandler Bailey for Right Direction. Great, great, great guy. This, this, it, you don't know how much of a blessing it is to be talking to a, another PK. Me and him joke about all time PKs and just we could bounce things off each other because it's, it's, it's different. No, I'm not saying we better, but it is different. Yeah, give an honor to uh, Elder Jonathan Jackson who towed down the house this morning for sure, Pastor Jackson. Well, that boy can preach. He can preach. Yes, yes. Giving honor to him. Giving honor to Benedict and Allen that's in the house. I, I am currently enrolled at the Benedict College. Um, so those are my brothers and sisters in labor. Hope to, uh, you know, do many of things on campus with them. Give honor to them. Giving honor to the great, late, but never forgotten Bishop A.C. Jackson and Mother Jackson, the jewel of this house, the matriarch of this house, the, the foundation builder giving honor to her, definitely giving honor to um, my family, my Ridgeway mama, I see you, my Ridgeway family is in the house, that's my wife, Minister Courtney Glover, her family is in the house right now, give honor to my Ridgeway family, I appreciate what's up, Deacon Perla and all of them, give honor to them also, and uh, definitely last but never least, Giving honor to my family, all my family, starting from my cousins. No, they ain't about. I love you today. I see you, boo. I call you out. That's my baby. I was my baby before Kimmy. <laughs> giving honor to her, Roy said, all my cousins, Katura, everybody, aunties. Giving honor to my uncles. Um, definitely giving honor to my brother, my rock. That's. I get a little tear thinking about it. That's. That's my brother. I love him. That's my. Big brother. People think that I'm the big brother. No, I'm the little brother. I'm, that's the big brother. Y'all talk to him. His name is Junior now, so you know where his time it is. You know, he, could get, he could get some stuff pushed around, but <laughs> he's Junior, okay? And also giving honor to two special people that don't need an introduction. They hear every Sunday. Pastor has not missed a Sunday other than if somebody else spoke, spoke um, here at the church. Giving honor to our pastors, Pastor Darrell Jackson. Uh, Associate Pastor Willie Mae Jackson. Give my honor to them. They never gave up on me, and I appreciate that. They never, never threw in the towel on me. Even, even at some dark days. <laughs> he, stood, he, st he stood in the light, and I came eventually to the light. Now, giving honor to these two beautiful women, the only two beautiful women in my life at the time, right now. Uh, uh, um, I, I'm, I'm getting, I'm sorry, baby, you know, I love you. But these two beautiful women, give honor to my wife, Court, Minister Courtney Glover, and my daughter, Kimbrielle, Janae Jackson. Yeah, she's so excited. She's so excited. Y'all please tell her hey, because she's so excited. Okay, now, I got the hard part out of the way. How many people, yeah, thank you, Lord. I got the hard part out of the way. Now, we can get to what we came for. Let's get to the word. Can I ask everybody to rest upon their feet? Well, we know the word of God is the most important thing, Amen. How many people are excited about a word from God? Don't fool me now. Because 
If you came to hear Antoine Jackson, you came into the wrong place because now he is no longer available. This is all the Holy Spirit at this time. So can you go with me to the book of Luke, the 12th chapter, the 49th verse through the 51st verse. Reading from the New Living Translation, if you do not have a Bible, tablet, iPad, smartphone, we have it for you in your convenience on the board. So you can read and follow along with us. Luke chapter 12, verses 49 through verse 51. And it reads, Jesus at this time is teaching and preaching to his disciples and other followers that decided to follow him after performing, we know, because our pastor tells us, uh, preaches to us throughout these last two years, the miracles of Jesus the parables of Jesus. Now, Jesus at this time has decided to preach to his disciples and the followers of people about the vision that's about to happen or that's, that he is purposely put on this earth to establish. Verse 49 says these very powerful words. It says, I have come to set the world on fire and I wish it was already burning. Mm. I say that again. I, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, have come, come to set the world on fire. And I wish it was already burning. I have a terrible baptism of suffering ahead of me. And I am under a heavy burden until it is Accomplish. Verse 51 says, do you think I have come to bring peace to this earth? Mm. No, I have come to divide people against each other. May the Lord have a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his whole word. Grab your neighbor by the hand as we speak this subject into the atmosphere. That This is customary here at the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. I would like you to Grab your neighbor by the hand. Squeeze those hands. I want you to look your neighbor in the face with all the Holy Ghost you have in them and speak this subject into the atmosphere. For the devil, we coming down your territory. We coming down your aisle on this message, all right? Say, neighbor, are you ready for a revolution? Now, I don't think they believe you. You got to tell them one more time. Say, neighbor, are you ready for a revolution. Yes, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Yes. Are you ready for a revolution? I stand here today boldly, not as an elder, not as a son of a pastor, not as a husband, father, brother, friend, family member, but I stand here today boldly by the authority given to us through the powerful name of Jesus Christ every young person that is here and asking every young person everywhere this question are you ready for a revolution the revolution that God has instructed us to begin is against no other than Satan and the darkness of this world I want to make this clear by the way I am not some politician I am not even an educator for I am a preacher. And this revolution that we are talking about is not a political revolution. This revolution we talking about is not even a church organization revolution. For this is a supernatural revolution. For the Bible tells us in John the 10th chapter, the 10th verse, that the thief does not come except to steal and to kill, and to destroy. I want to make this very clear, young people that are in the building right now. For you may think that the devil does not desire your soul. For you may think that the devil, just because you are too young, the devil does not want to destroy you. But the Bible made it very clear what his assignment is. For the Bible says that the thief does not come except but to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. For the devil wants to steal your joy. For the devil wants to kill your purpose. For the devil wants to destroy 
your destiny. Woo. But I like that that verse does not end that way. Woo. I'm so glad that Jesus decided not to end that verse like that. For Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. For everything the devil stole from you, Jonathan, you have declared and decreed that we are going to get it back. For Job was slayed, and once he prayed for his friends, God gave him double for his trouble. For, for the Bible knows that the devil assignment is real. But we know as believers that Jesus' assignment is greater. Listen to me, young people. Our enemy is not the church. Our enemies are not our haters. Our enemies are not our teachers or our principals. For our enemies, young people, listen to me carefully, it's not your parents. For our enemy, it's not some Illuminati government conspiracy theorists. For our enemy, whomever the United States decide to elect as our very next president, it's not that person. For our enemy, contrary to what we believe, on social media and all the news outlet, it's not our police department. Who am I preaching to? For the devil will try to run you uh, 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 astray from what the true enemy, who the true enemy is. For the devil will have you to believe that just because you come from 48, that you have to beef with Broad River. But I say the devil is a liar. Because I come from 48. He comes from Broad River. And just because we come from two different parts of the vineyard doesn't mean that we are enemies. For our true enemy is no other than Satan, the prince of darkness, the evil one. How do you know that, Antoine? For the Bible tells us in Ephesians the sixth chapter, the twelfth verse. For the apostle Paul writes this very powerful verse. Writes this epistle to the church of Ephesus. But the church of Ephesus was going through what we are going through in this current society. For they was fighting amongst one another. Blaming one another like they are the enemies. But the apostle Paul had to remind them in this very powerful verse. For he says, we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of an unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits whew, in heavenly places. For you must understand that the devil is not to be seen, but he is to be felt. For the spiritual realm is real. Every time you allow your young people to listen to all that nonsense. Guess what, parents? You are contributing to that nonsense. For I refuse to let my daughter to listen to some things. For I know that we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. But we are wrestling against powers in this dark world. In a un seen world. I need you to grab your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, you are not my enemy. You are not my enemy. For the devil would have you thinking that you are my enemy, but you are not my enemy. Understand this, young people, we must unite and come together in this season of revolution. We must unify ourselves under the real order, which is the order of Jesus Christ, our Lord and personal Savior. This revolutionary movement needs to be televised. Do you see all those young people on that stage saying, do you want a revolution? Do you want a revolution? We need to televise that. For too many times we put on television about young people killing each other. I don't see no CNN. I don't see no WIS. I don't see no Watch Fox. But as soon as somebody kills somebody outside of that park, oh, who am I? 
Shoot it. Let, let one of these young people go out here and shoot one of you in cold blood. They'll be ranking pastor, phone off the hold the pastor that Bible where he got shootings going on. Too many times we highlight the wrong things. This revolution needs to be steadfast. This revolution needs to be unmovable. This revolution needs to be always, young people, abounding in the works of our Lord. For we must be consistent with our worship. For worship is not a song and dance. For worship is a lifestyle. I don't care what the world may tell you, but if your lifestyle don't line up with the word, you not going where you think you're going. You can have all the worldly knowledge you want to have. You can have all the pat on the backs that make you feel good. But if your lifestyle do not line up with the word, for the word says that a adulterer shall not see the kingdom of heaven. For the world says any sexual immorality, not just fornication, not just homosexuality, but any sexual immorality shall not see the kingdom of heaven. For a liar has its place whew, in the hell. For we as the body of believers need to start a revolution. Amen. For the word of God encourages us again in Romans, the eighth chapter, the 36th verse through the 37th verse. For the apostle Paul writes this very powerful passage of scripture from a jail cell. For he was being faced with being headed by the evil emperor Nero. Apostle Paul had never visited the church of Rome at this time, but he wanted them to understand that even him himself, the great apostle who established his churches, are going to face some dangers. But Romans, the eighth chapter, 36 verses, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But I love how verse 37 ends. He says, no, in all these things we, young people, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Young people, the Bible tells you that you are not just a conqueror, but it says that you are more than a conqueror. That means you have the power to win and not lose. That means you have the power to succeed and not fail. That means you have the power to be blessed and not cursed. For I am tired of hearing all these statistics about pipelines of prison. I don't even indulge in none of that nonsense. For I declare and decree that we are gonna go to more graduations than we do prison visits. I declare and decree that we are gonna have more baby showers for married couples than we have for teenage pregnancy. Who am I preaching to? I declare and decree that these young people shall live and not die. Are you ready for a revolution? I know, young people, I know that we live in a world where sometimes we feel we have no hope for our future. What we see and what this world shows us oftentimes shakes our faith. But that is all about to change. In this year of supernatural revelation, where pastors, it, it, where God has gave pastor the vision, we are charged to know more about God's word concerning our life. I believe God is speaking to us in this season to, to mount up. Listen to this, young people. I believe God is speaking to us in this season that through his word, excuse me, through his word, we must mount up and get ready for a revolution. What do you mean, Twan? All these things I'm saying is not my words. For the prophet Isaiah says in the 40th chapter, the 31st verse, but those who wait upon the Lord, they shall renew 
There's strength. I got to let this go. Because I'm about to get into this. For the Bible says those who wait, you must wait until your change come. Too many times young people want to rush the process. But the Bible says those who wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up like wings of eagles. They shall run. Mm, you got to race to run. He said they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not fail. We have some running to accomplish. And you must understand that the Bible is giving you all the encouragement you need. For it says you will not be weary. You will not faint. Too many times I know myself, I ran from my purpose. I ran from my destiny because I didn't want to run the race. But if I would have had more of the word in me that would say, Twan, you post the run. And as you run, run, you will not get weary. Don't get weary and well do. This is well doing. For in its due season, you shall reap a harvest if you faint not. We are going to march around the walls of Jericho like Joshua marched. Oh, I don't think I got a witness here. I said, your parents, we are going to march around. I'm going to march around Kimmy room. It's just the walls come tumbling down. But the Bible says that they march. And on a seventh time, which means completion, associate pastor, they gave a loud shout. Woo! They gave a loud shout. And the walls came tumbling in down. Too many times walls don't come down because we give up on the process. God said march seven, not five. He didn't give up on the process. God told him, keep trying. Keep trying. He gonna come. You can't see it, but he believe it. That's called faith. Whew. We are going to defeat our enemies as we are fighting one person, just as God instructed Gideon to do through the Midianites. We are going to declare to the evil one, Satan himself, the oppressor, as Moses declared to Pharaoh to let our young people go. I don't think you hear me. For God told Moses, go to Pharaoh, for I have seen the suffering of my people far too long. For I have seen a generation has been labeled as failures. For I have seen a culture that is accepting things even in the church. But we, in this season of revolution, are going to declare to the oppressor that you must let our people go. I ask you again, my people, are you ready for a revolution? Are you ready for a revolution? As our text begins in this sacred text. The text in chapter 12 begins with Jesus warning his loyal followers and his disciples about the hypocrisy that they are facing uh, with the Sadducees and the Pharisees. But verse 2 of our sacred text in chapter 12, verse 2 says, mm, the time is coming. Help me out on the board. The time is coming when everything that is covered up will be revealed. And all that is in secret will be made known to all. All my young people in the house, it goes down in them DMs. You better get out that girl DM. For everything that is covered up will be revealed. Every, and all that is in secret will be made known to all. You better get out that direct message on Facebook. You better get out that, that directory in your phone. Because in this season of revolution, God is about to pull the covers off. Whew. In this revolution, God will expose the real from the fake. 
For all the wolves in sheep clothing will be exposed for who they truly are. And I'm not just talking about in the world. I'm talking about in the church. I'm talking about in the work home. I'm talking about in your home. Uh, this is not a word just for the world. This is a word for us. For God's word is clear. He said it would be made known to all. That's why you have shows like Greenleaf. Mm. That's why you have Facebook Live. That's why you have social media. For all these things that have been going on in the 60s, it couldn't have been displayed. But now we have access to expose it. Verse 3 goes on to say, whatever you have said in the dark whew, will be heard in the light. And whatever you whispered behind closed doors will be shouted from the housetop for all to hear. You better be careful about who you talking about. I know it. Oh, hey, we like to highlight the fornication sin. We like to highlight the homosexual sin. What about the gossiping sin? Oh, we don't talk about that. Oh, we don't preach about that. Girl, let me tell you what Pastor Jackson, I heard about him the other day. I heard they doing this. I heard they doing that. I went to Bible and I came to get a free uniform and they act so nasty to me. So in all that discourse. In this season of revolution, we're going to expose the real from the faith. I need you to ask your neighbor once again, are you sure? You ready for a revolution? Are you sure you are ready for a revolution? As we continue with this text, we continue forward down in this text. Jesus teaches, again, parables about the rich food, teaching about money and possession, being ready for the Lord's return, and now in our subject text, division between Jesus and this world. The world meaning not flesh and blood, because Apostle Paul made that very clear, but the world, he's saying Satan. For if you do not know that Satan is the prince of this world, for this world, before it was even formed, the Bible says in Genesis that it was void and complete darkness. Now think about that. It was void. Void means without form. Without form. That means no life force could be there. But it doesn't mean no spiritual force could not be there. And it was darkness. He is the prince of darkness. For Jesus was letting them know, hey, I have came to separate you against the world. Verse 49 of our text, where our subject comes from, very powerful text. When Jesus gave us this sometime last year, me and a couple other uh, youth leaders were just contemplating like, how are we going to make this work? But then Jesus made it very clear. Jesus says, Twan and Eric and Keisha, Courtney and Brandon and, and all the youth leader, Tremaine and, and Ms. Felicia, like, this is what y'all need to do. Ms. Lee, y'all need to start a revolution. For this text is very clear. Because a lot of people think that Jesus, when he comes back, he is going to give you a nice little pat on the back and he's going to embrace you. And he's going to be like, mmm, I miss you. I've been gone for a little. That, that's, not, that's not what he's coming to do. That's not what Jesus is coming to do. For first of all, if you are a believer and you've been living right, guess what you're going to do? You're going to be caught up. You're not going to even be there for that moment. But Jesus says this very clearly. He said, I have come to set the world on fire. Too many times we think of negative with fire. But fire could do two things. For fire can burn and it can refine. For fire can burn. For we know that the fire can destroy forces. For we can light a fire in this sanctuary and it will come burning down. But if you put... I'm going to freeze. Precious metal in fire. Woo. It will burn off all the negative and all the mess and get it to its purest form. Woo. I don't know about you, but I decided to step myself into that Holy Ghost fire. And the next thing you know, he said, weed, fall off. Fornication, fall off. Adultery fall off. All these things fall off. Because I got to get you to your purest form. Woo. 
liar, fall off, drug seller, fall off. But you gotta choose to step into that fire. Holy Ghost fire. Mm. I can't leave that alone. Woo. Fire. Burn it up, God. Burn up some things, God. I need you to set some things on fire. I don't know about you, but I need you to destroy some things. I need you to let go of some things. For you have told Peter, Peter, upon this rock, I shall build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against thee. I have given you the keys, the keys, the keys. Not DJ Khaled, DJ Jesus, to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind here on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose here on earth shall be loose in heaven. We need to step into the fire. Step into the fire. Then Jesus says, I wish it was already burning. Why? Jesus wanted the world to be already burning. Jesus was telling them, that it is no harmony between Christ and the devil. A lot of times we like to mix and match and like to tell people that, yeah, the church is open to anybody, which it is, and yeah, you can serve on the church and still live your worldly lifestyle. But Jesus is saying very clear that there is no harmony between him and the devil and the ways of this world. Jesus is telling them and he is telling us that his set purpose, young people, is to separate you from sin. Because ultimately sin separates you from him. That's why he got to throw you in the fire. He got to separate you. He got to get you away from some things. He got to delete your whole contact information. You might be like, oh, I lost all my contact. That was God. That was God that moved you to this school. That was God that got you into this place. That was God that did these things and dropped these people away from you. I love all my homeboys. I love them to death. I go by and see them every now and then. But I couldn't be on this pulpit still living that 48 lifestyle. I couldn't be on this pulpit still willing and billing in those neighborhoods. For I remember a day when I used to walk in past the house smelling like a pound of reaper. I remember a day where I would stay up four or five o'clock in the morning doing all type of strip club activities. But it was until the day that he prophesied on my life. He said, son, before you turn 28, God has showed me that you are gonna be delivered. But it was, it, and that's easy, like that's real easy. Oh, my son gonna be delivered. But you gotta walk yourself into that fire. You got to separate yourself into the, from, the, from the world and, and, and be with Jesus. That's what you got to do. Jesus had to set the record straight. Jesus had to set the record straight. He said, listen, disciples, I have not come to this earth to sit on some earthly throne. Because you know how some people believe that Jesus is supposed to, again, reestablish the church. Oh, when Jesus come back, oh, we're going to be, the church is going to be popping. No. Jesus said, I, I, don't, I didn't come here for the earth. So the disciples at this time was thinking Jesus, you know, was going to reestablish Israel to what they used to be. Because Israel, before Jesus came, they went through periods of time with David and Solomon. Solomon was, in, even in history, one of the richest kings of all history. So, so you know, they thinking, they hearing all these great old stories about Solomon and David. Boy, this man, Jesus, Messiah, he come to be the king of the Jews, and he come to reestablish us into this earthly throne. But Jesus says, I have not come to sit on some earthly throne, but I have come to start a revolution. This revolution that I have come to bring to this world is going to change this world forever. For before Jesus, we was all destined for hell. But now that Jesus is coming to this world, he has sit at the right hand of his father interceding for our behalf. For only through Jesus you can get through the father. I don't care what other religion or what other denomination, I don't care what other professor try to tell you, the devil is a liar. For Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. For we cannot get to our father without Jesus Christ, as you stand to your feet, as you stand to your feet, as I conclude.
this message. I'm done. I think my point was across. You need the fire. You need the fire. Fire. This revolutionary fire that we are talking about. You see all these lights painted red and all this said. This is not the revolution. This is just us expressing ourselves. The true revolution is the acceptance of Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. That's the true revolution. As we conclude this message, my challenge to all my youth and everybody that's in here this final time is, are you ready for a revolution? If you are ready for a revolution, I need all my bold individuals, not worrying about who is in the sanctuary, not worrying about people seeing you on the internet, because guess what? Those people can't get you into heaven. Those people, listen, if you're more concerned about what people think, then you're never gonna allow the fire to burn off what needs to be burned off. You're never gonna get to your purest form. God wants to redefine and redefine your purpose. God wants to burn off all those old worldly ways. God wants to do something mighty in your life. I have three key points I want to leave you with before we do the altar call. Point number one, every revolution is about making sacrifice for future generation. That's for my parents. That's for me. I must make a sacrifice. That's why I go so hard because I want her to have what I couldn't have just like he gave me what he couldn't have. It's a, it's a trend. But the trend starts with us. With every revolution, young people, this is for you. There will be division amongst people, even people that you love or you may be close to. I know that's your boo. I know that's your homeboy. I know that's your partner. But guess what? If they not lining up with Jesus, you're going to have to let them go. You're going to have to let them go. There is no revolution without people who are willing to be a part of it. So it takes all of us working, united together, led by the colonel, by the general, by the president, by our leader, Jesus Christ, who is Lord over us all. As the praise team sing, I want you to very carefully listen to this powerful song. And as this powerful song sings, I want you to come and meet me at this altar. You can come now if you want to meet me at this altar and let us pray for you. Let us pray for you. Let us set that fire for you. Let us pray for you. The altar is open now, all my young people. Yes. Let it fall, Jesus. The altar is open. Yes, Jesus. This battle for me, Jesus. And help my own. Help my own belief. So I can tell all my friends. Tell them all. You have won again. Let your power flow.
doing it again, Jesus. Again. Over and over. You have one. Every time. God says, as you embark on this revolution, he wanted to remind you that you have won it already. For the victory is already yours. For the victory is already yours. All you got to do is step into the fire. All you got to do is step into the movement. All you got to do is confess with your mouth. Believe with your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. You have won it, Father. You have given us victory over our situation. For you have given us life into every dead situation. For you have breathed the breath of life into every dead situation. New jobs, new scholarships, new relationships. Woo. I hear you guys saying, if you meet me at this altar, he's going to give you a new job in the next 30 days. Somebody got a full scholarship in this building, but you gotta step into the fire. Somebody, God is saying he's gonna deliver your son from a life of the streets, selling drugs, selling weed, selling crack, sleeping with women. You gotta step into the fire. God is saying he's gonna deliver somebody from a terminal illness. Well, you just got a bad doctor report in the last six months. But God said, if you be faithful to me, this next six months, I'm going to make you a testimony. You have won it all again. As the praise team sings some more. You have won it again.
We're finna pray. And after we pray, I need somebody to meet me down in this altar. I need somebody who is just like me, or even worse than I was, or even better, whatever the case may be, but you don't have that proper relationship with Jesus. For coming to church is a step, but giving your life to Christ and committing yourself to something greater than yourself, this is why we join churches. We do not join churches just because who the pastor is. We do not join churches just because how the facilities look. For all those things enhance this purpose right here. For if you do not come into the full body of Christ, then you are subjected yourself to the wilds of the devil. For we know that the devil's mission is clear. He is to steal, kill, and destroy. But God said, I have come that you may have life, that you may have it more abundantly. So after we pray, I need some bold individuals to meet me down at this altar. Meet me at this altar. I will come and meet you right where you at. Pastor will come and meet you right where you at. And decide today, because tomorrow is not promised to anybody. But you can leave this worship center today. Go home, travel down those dangerous highways, and die in a car accident. We forbid it, but we said it can happen. You can go to school, young people, and you can have something that happened in Columbine. You can go to church, and you can have something that happened in Charleston 9. You can, you can die any day. But my question to you is, do you know where you're going? Do you know where you're going? And it's not like, I think I'm going to heaven. You need to know you're going to heaven. And all you got to do is confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. As we pray, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for these brave souls, dear God. Thank you for these brave individuals that decided to come to this altar, dear God. Thank you for your anointed presence that fell upon this building right now, dear God. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, that fresh fire, dear God, that Holy Ghost fire that you left here for us as a comforter, as a guide to help us navigate through this uh, uh, difficult world that we live in, dear God. We ask right now, dear God, that you have a special place in your heart for us in this season of a revolution, dear God. For you have said that you have given us the victory over all our circumstances, dear God, that we are more than conquerors, dear God. So we ask that you, you just keep us in your perfect will, dear God, that you give us the peace, the shalom peace past, passes all understanding right now, dear God. Have your way in our life, dear God. Let your blood cover our kids. We praying for our youth, dear God, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. For any demon or any devil trying to raise up against them, that you will raise up a standard. That you will put an edge of protection over them as you put it around Job. Protect this Lord, from danger seen, unseen, dear God. Protect this Lord, for all those different immorality spirits that tried to come upon our young people. Dear God, we rebuke those things in the name of Jesus right now. Dear God, and now, last, we ask that you will let your fire fall down upon this place. For you say in your word that you have came to set this world on fire. Fire to destroy the non-believers, but fire to refine the believers. Mm. Thank you, Jesus, for your fire. Thank you, Jesus, for your, your revolution. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Say amen. Hug your neighbor before you leave and tell them the revolution has begun. If, I, can I, if anybody want to accept Christ, if anybody want to accept Christ, you can meet us at this altar. If you want to join the church, if you want to join the church, if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, Yeah, I can get you to stand right here with this young man at this altar. Anybody else? Let's join all these young people. If you want to, anybody else want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord, personal Savior? Anybody else? We got more people coming. We got more. If you want to accept Christ as your, listen, this is a good day to get saved. This is a good day to start the revolution. Yes. Anybody else? Anybody else want to come down and join these 
Brave young souls. Anybody else? Yes. If you want to come down and be a part of something greater than yourself, if you want to be a part of something greater than yourself, for God has a future and he has hope for all of you. You will graduate. You will graduate with honors. Whew. Not only will you graduate, and you will get a high-paying job when you graduate. Student loan debt council in this group. God, I declare and decree this council in this group. For they stepped out on faith. And now I ask you, just like we are commanded to ask you, you said if we ask in prayer, we shall receive. If we seek, we shall find. If we knock, the door shall be opening to us. Do it for them right now, dear God. Have your way. All right, can the ministers and the elders, can we take them to the back? They're going to get your information. And we're going to stay in contact with you. You may follow them right now. Come on, look at all of these people that are giving their life to the Lord. Everybody ought to be standing to your feet. If you had a game, you would be cheering because your team has just won. Come on, you have won. You have Come on, others that are giving their... Anybody else, come on. Are you ready for the revolution? Come on, are you ready? Is there anybody else? Come on. The revolution has... The revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Where are my praises? Listen, the Bible says, the Bible says when one repent, others are walking down the aisle, the angels in heaven rejoice. Amen. It looks to me that that's about 25 or 30 that just walk down that aisle. If the angels can rejoice over one, we ought to be able to give God a hand of praise. Come on and clap those hands, everybody. God is one again. Listen. Give God a hand of praise for the awesome word of God. Be seated for one moment. Amen. Amen. It's just five minutes to one. Look at some.